grace and mercy, we thank you that as we speak today that this message will be relevant and will help all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. First part of that verse, the Bible says this, Be angry and do not sin. Be angry and do not sin. Talking today on the subject of anger. Anger and how to deal with anger. Just some things about anger that I think will will help all of us if we'll take to heart what's being said here today. It is not a sin to become angry. If it were, the Bible wouldn't tell us to be angry. (laughs) The Bible said, be angry and do not sin. It's not a sin to become angry. Even God gets angry from time to time. You can read that and see that, you know, throughout the, the Bible, that there's times when God himself gets angry. But it is important that we manage our anger properly so that when we get angry, we don't fly off the handle and sin. Did you hear that? Has anybody in here ever flown off the handle? You know what I mean by that? You just fly off the handle and you just... you know, And, and so... Being angry, the anger part of it is not sinful in and of itself, but that anger can cause us to do things that we wouldn't otherwise do. It can cause us to fly off the handle and go off on somebody and and so on and so forth, you see. And Moses, now he was the meekest, and most humble man on earth, the Bible says. But do you know there was a, a, a time or two where he flew off the handle? You remember when uh, when he was coming down off the mountain after he had the t- got the Ten Commandments, and he saw the people there who had just been been miraculously released from bondage by God. They crossed the Red Sea and and, and all of that. And he sees them down there worshiping a golden calf. Remember that? And what did, I mean, he, 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 what I, he had what I call a Hulk moment. Has anybody in here ever had a Hulk moment? Do you, you all know who the Hulk is? The Incredible Hulk? Remember Dr. David Banner? He was the scientist. And he tapped into something or other and he got in the radiation machine and it changed his, his chemistry of his body and... Whenever he would get angry, what would happen to him? He would turn from David Banner into who? Into the Hulk. And uh, has anybody in here besides me ever had a Hulk moment? A Hulk moment? And and again with the with David Banner. What was it that triggered him into becoming the Hulk? It was anger, wasn't it? When he got angry, 
his 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 body kicked in or something because of that overdose of radiation that he had in the lab and he would turn into this what color did he turn into this green monster that just you know and so Moses had a hulk moment didn't he when he came down off the mountain and he saw the people there worshiping the golden calf and he he just threw those tablets down didn't he broke them There was another time he had a Hulk moment. Remember when he's out in the wilderness and and uh, the people were griping and complaining and carrying on and going on, and uh, and they didn't have water to drink. And remember back sometime before the Lord told Moses to strike the rock, and he struck the rock, and water came out. And then this time though, God told him to speak to the rock. But yet when Moses saw the people and, and they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing and he got, he got so angry, he had another Hulk moment. And he struck the rock a second time. Remember that? And, and did you know that while anger in and of itself is not sinful, what that anger can cause us to do, it can cause us to turn into the Hulk, if you will, and then... We can say things or do things that we shouldn't do. And when he struck the rock that second time, it cost him, didn't it? It cost him. And and it, it, it really didn't cost him so much right then at that moment, but it cost him later, didn't it? Because he never got to enter the promised land. The very thing that he was called in life to do was to lead the people into the promised land. But because he had a Hulk moment... He winds up not being able to ultimately fulfill the very thing that God had called him to do. See, again, anger in and of itself is not sinful, but what it can cause us to do if we don't manage it properly can, can cause us to do things, say things that, that will be harmful. Notice Proverbs 14:17. Proverbs 14:17. Notice this scripture. Proverbs 14:17 says a quick-tempered man or we could say woman person a quick-tempered person acts how acts foolishly so there again I'll ask it has anybody in here ever got angry and acted foolishly huh you said something to somebody that you shouldn't have said or did something you shouldn't have done or Notice Proverbs 29:11. I'm going to read this one in the New International Version, the NIV. Proverbs 29:11. A fool gives full what? Full Vent to his anger. Notice a fool gives full vent to it. Full vent. No restraint. Full vent to his what? To his anger. A fool fool gives full vent. No restraint. Full vent to his anger. 
But a wise man keeps himself, a wise woman, a wise person, keeps themselves under what? Under control. Now, I'm going to say something in just a moment about how it's important. And we're going to get to it here in just a moment. It's important when we get angry to have somebody to talk to. It's very important. I spoke some months back on venting. Does anybody remember that message I, I spoke on venting? Now, I want to keep it in proper context. When we get angry, it's important to have someone to talk to. But what that message was primarily about, and it fits right in here as well, is that at no time are we supposed to go to somebody else, even though we need people to talk to, but we shouldn't go to them, according to the scripture, and just give full vent to anger, And then I need to say this to to be sure everybody understands. The people that I've seen over the years that have vented, including myself, you go get with somebody and you just, 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 just vent. The thing that I've seen again and again and again, almost without exception, you know, because much is said about, well, you have to have somebody to vent to. Well, you need somebody to talk to, but you don't need somebody to vent to because here's what I've seen. People want to go and they just want to vent and just blow it all out. But I never, here's the thing, I never really see that person change. They just go vent. And then they go right on down the road and they don't ever really change. Venting really, if we're just venting for venting's sake, really doesn't do us any good. Particularly because I've never seen anybody really change. They just, they're just, they're just blowing off a lot of steam. But it is important when we get angry to have somebody to talk to. And I'm not saying that when you're talking to them, you might not get a little animated. How many has ever got animated besides me? But, but you know, if we can do that and 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 come to some resolution and and come to some point of change. That's that's what that's what having somebody to talk to is is all about when we're angry. Look at James one verse nineteen. James one verse nineteen. Again in the NIV Bible. James one nineteen. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to what? Quick to what? Quick to listen. Slow to Speak and slow to become angry. The Bible didn't say here that we shouldn't become angry. It says that we should be what? Slow to become angry. Quick to listen. Slow to speak. And slow to become angry. Now let me say this. You know... We often look at messages like this from the standpoint of we're the ones that, that are angry and we have to learn to deal with our anger. And that, that's, that's, that's certainly true. But let's look at it according to this scripture that we need to be there for some people. When they get angry, we need to be good listeners. Did you hear what I just said? 
We need to be good listeners. When people get angry, they need somebody to talk to. And very oftentimes, you are that person for someone. And the Bible says that you need to be, what, quick to listen. Somebody's angry, be quick to listen to them. Listen to what they're saying. Perhaps you'll have the words to help them. And then, slow to speak. It is important to have someone to talk to when you are angry. Not someone that you can just go and, without restraint, just vent and blow off steam, but but to, to sit down with somebody and talk to them and tell them why you're angry. What is making you angry? You need to find a wise person that will listen to you. That can help you. Now notice the Bible said slow to speak. It did not say refuse to speak. You see, anger can cause us to clam up. Have any of you ever gotten angry and you just clam up? You just clam up. I've watched this over the many years. People get angry and they just clam up. Or we could call it give the silent treatment to somebody. And they just clam up. Now, there's nothing wrong that when you get angry, you know, I always say it this way, go to a neutral corner and cool off. Nothing wrong with that. That's wise to do. But what I'm talking about here is so many times people go to the neutral corner and they never come out. They just clam up. And they never they never talk about what they're angry about. See this with husbands and wives a lot over the many years that I've been doing this. Uh, clam up. And, and, you know, if you hold anger inside long enough, it's kind of like the teapot that, you know, the water on the inside, it starts bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and bubbling, you know, as it gets hotter and hotter and hotter. What, what eventually happens? The steam, it blows, doesn't it? So we don't want to clam up. You can go to the neutral corner and cool off, but, but you don't want to clam up because clamming up usually leads to eventually blowing up. And what also happens too is not just, so ma- just a matter of blowing up, but holding anger inside and never talking to anybody about it, it can build into and turn into bitterness. And grudges can be formed if you don't ever talk about it with somebody. You know, as I've been studying recently, I've and it, and and it really it's it's true now that I look back over the many years of of, of talking with people, counseling with people, so on and so forth. When you get right down to it, when you get right down to it, 
when there's a conflict between people. When there's a conflict between people. You know, there's, there's one thing that I, 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 and it's very true, I just ran across this statistic recently. That at the root of that conflict, there's unresolved anger. Anger that has been unresolved on one side or the other. It doesn't matter if it's between a married couple or between, you know, best friends from high school or, you know what I'm talking about, or, or just somebody that's a good friend at the job that you've had, a, there's a conflict. And, 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 and but when there's conflicts of any, of any nature, when you get right down to it and peel all the other stuff away, you'll find that there's some sort of resolved anger that lay at the root of it. Unresolved anger. Stuff that was never talked about. Stuff that was never brought to the forefront. Stuff that people never dealt with. And then bitterness is formed and grudges are formed. You know, something that is very helpful to do, although it's not something that we often want to do, but but to actually go to that person we're angry with, and it's scriptural, of course, go to that person we're angry with and tell them that we're angry with them and tell them why that we're angry with them. Did you hear what I just said? Lovingly. Or on the other side of the coin, if someone comes to us and they say, you know, hey, you've done thus and so and you've made me angry, you know, we need to be, what did the Bible say? Quick to listen. Is that right? You know, on this thing of needing someone to talk to, you know, when God was angry with Israel, it's interesting to note that God had Moses to converse with, didn't he? Didn't he? Was God angry with the people? He was angry because he was given Moses the Ten Commandments. He had just brought them out of that Egyptian bondage. God did, you know. And now they're down there worshiping the golden calf, giving him credit for it. And God got angry, didn't he? And God was going to just annihilate all of the Israelites. Does God get angry? Yeah, and he was going to annihilate him. And he told Moses, I'll just make a great nation out of you. I'm going to just do away with all those people and make a great nation out of you. Uh, does God get angry? Yes. It's a good thing for those people that God had Moses to talk to. <laughs> Is that right? So I guess we could say, I mean, you can do with this what you want, but I guess we could say if God, if it was good that God had somebody to talk to when he was angry, how much more is it important for us to have somebody to talk to when we're angry? Because God was angry with those people down there because they were worshiping the golden calf, and so Moses talked to him. You can read about it in the book of Exodus. Moses talked to God and, and, and cooled God off, Right? And then with just a little while down the road, Moses goes down there and he sees what, and he gets mad at him and he breaks the tent. Is that right? I guess kind of as you study it out, it's good that, that, that God and Moses never got angry with the people at the same time, huh? 
So it's important to have somebody to talk to. Do you know something else I want to talk about now that I think is, is, is something that, that I want to spend the rest of this message on? Is that we talk about being angry with other people. But do you know, this is something we don't say much about, but do you know that there's a lot of Christians who are angry with God? Did you know that? Uh, Would anybody be bold enough... I'll be the first one to raise my hand that you've ever been angry with God. Let's say some things about that. I think this will help you as much as anything else. So a lot of times people think they're angry with other folks when really you get right down to it, they're angry with the Lord. And a lot of times people are trying to resolve issues with other people when really their anger isn't so much at the other people as much as it's really with the Lord. Now let's say this right up front. Has God ever done anything wrong? No. Has he ever sinned? No. Has he ever wronged anybody? No. So we can conclude that any anger that we have toward God is undeserved by him. Is that correct? Do you know that? Do you agree with that? Now, knowing that, I know that. Do you know that? Now, how many still got angry with him anyway? Notice this. Genesis 4, verse 4. Let's turn there. Genesis 4, verse 4. Genesis 4, verse 4. Abel, this is about Cain and Abel. And we'll see why... Cain killed Abel. Abel also, this is verse 4 of Genesis 4. This is the New King James Version. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very, what? Angry, who do you think he was really angry at? Yeah, he was angry with the Lord. Now, we always look at this story that he was angry with his brother. No, when you get right down to it, he was angry with the Lord. Because the Lord was respecting the one and not the other. But yet the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. Is that right? So it wasn't that God loved one more than the other. It didn't have anything to do with that. But he respected Abel's offering, but not Cain's. And Cain was very angry. He was angry with the Lord. Now he took that anger out on his brother. Now the reason he didn't take it out on God is how are you going to kill God? So he took it out on his brother. Notice this in verse 5, his countenance fell. Well, anger will we'll do that. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? 
And why has your countenance fallen? Now here's the thing. If you do well, will you not be accepted? You see, Cain was angry. He was angry at the Lord. He took it out on his brother. And no doubt he was angry with his brother too. I'm not saying that he wasn't. But ultimately he was angry with the Lord. He took it out on his brother. But notice verse 7. If you do well, will you not be accepted? I mean, who really goofed up in all of this? Did God goof up? No. Did Abel goof up? No. Who goofed up? Cain, I think that it, it, you know, if we'd all take a look at ourselves, a lot of times we're angry with God over something. We're taking it out on people. When at the root of it, if we just really be honest about the situation, we've done something that we shouldn't have done. Or let's put it another way. Somebody else did something that was right and God blessed it. God blessed something that someone else did. We didn't do what that other person did. And so when God honors the one for doing something right and he doesn't honor us because we goofed up, then it's so easy to get angry at God and shake our fist at God when if we'd have done the right thing, the thing we were supposed to do, God would have honored us also. Is that right? Oh, if we could get a hold of it, of this right here, it would set so many of us free from anger. And being angry. Because I'm telling you there's a lot of Christians that are angry with the Lord over something or other. And when you get right down to it. So much of the time it's, you know, well how come God hasn't blessed me like he's blessed so and so? How come, how come he hasn't blessed me like he's blessed so and so? Come on now. How come God hasn't blessed me like he's blessed so-and-so? But you get right down to it. We haven't done the right things that so-and-so has done. Many times we haven't done anything or, or we've done things that, that, you know, that haven't been in faith. God honors and respects faith, doesn't he? See, if you get right down to it here, Abel brought God his first and his best. Cain didn't. Did you hear what I just said? See, and so when somebody over here has been honoring God and they've been faithful to be a tither and a giver and honor God and do it in faith and love God and honor God and we've been tipping God and then we see as the years come and go God blesses that person for their faithfulness and and, and, and he doesn't bless us or receive ours then it's so easy to get angry with God because why are you blessing them and not me but who's really at fault it's not God it's not so and so it's me we really ought to be angry with ourselves. is that right I'm telling you there's a lot of Christians and probably a lot of people here today that somewhere in the recesses of your life there's somewhere in there you're angry with the Lord over something or other and when you get right down to it, the anger really, he has he ever done anything wrong? And it's not the other person. It's you goofed up somewhere or you didn't do something you should have done. 
I know I've, I, I've lived like this over the years. I've been in this boat. I, I still struggle with this in some areas. One thing also you have to understand is that God hasn't, hasn't planned the same thing for all of us. Did you hear what I just said? Um, I'll use this as an example. Hopefully you can relate to it. I, I had the privilege of getting to go to the Joyce Meyer con- Ladies Convention the last couple of days. And uh, by the way, fellas, if you ever get to go to one of those, uh, there's not hardly any men's restrooms in the, uh, uh, in the Sabbath Center because they change all the men's into women's. It's like 27,000 women there, and there's just a handful of men. So you start looking for the restroom, and <laughs> things you just normally don't think about. <laughs> but, uh, but you see, God has given Joyce Meyer... And she didn't. She she shared some of her testimony over the years. She didn't get where she's at overnight. She went through, by her own words, she went through a lot of hell and heartache and, and misery to get where she's at. But God's given her a certain ministry. Okay. Now, I can do all the exact same things that she's done, and I'm not going to wind up ever ministering to. 27,000 people because that's not what God has given me. And, and, and I can go on and say, well, Joyce did this, Joyce did that, Joyce did the other, Joyce did this, Joyce did that. Now, Lord, now I did all those same things, and now, now I don't have 27,000 people to minister to. Well, that was never the plan of God for my life to start with. Did you hear what I just said? And so this is another area where people get angry at God and, and they take it out on other people, all right. But, but it's that they're trying to fulfill something and get something that God never gave them to do or called them to do or assigned them to do in the first place. Did you hear what I just said? And so when, and then you start off down that road and, 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 and well, so-and-so did this, 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 and this. And they got that, 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 and that. So now I'm going to do this, 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 and this. But I didn't get that, 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 and that. So what happens? People get angry at who? They get angry at God when really, and they take it out on other people when really they, they messed up. Is that right? And the thing I've had to learn as I look at it, if, 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 if God gave me something that he doesn't want me to have, ultimately am I going to be happy when I get that? No, it's more likely to destroy me. Is that right? But now I'll say this. Is salvation the will of God for everybody? So if you, if you repent of your sins and place your faith in Jesus, are you going to get saved just like anybody else? Yeah. Are you healing? Is healing for everybody? Yeah. Is, is provision available to everybody? Yeah. And, and, and we could go on down the road. There's certain things. But when it comes to like, like a ministry to you know, 27,000 people and reaching two-thirds of the world, which Joyce Meyer does, that's not what God's given me to do. So if I, so I, well, she did this, this, and this, so I'm going to do this, this, this. I can get angry at God because it worked for her. It didn't work for me. Well, he has just didn't assign that to me in, in the first place. Do you understand? But, you know, there's a lot of people live their whole lives in anger at God 
over this very thing. Now, I'm talking ministry here now, but, but, but it could be with a job in your life, a job that you know, that, that you wanted thus and such job, and uh, so-and-so did such and such, and so-and-so got promoted to that position, but, and I did such and such, and I never got promoted to that position. What happens? People get angry at God, and you find out in many cases God never wanted you to have that position in the first place. And then there's other times where these other people get promoted because they've done things with a good and a right attitude like Abel did. And you've done the same things, but it wasn't with a good and a right attitude. They gave their first and their best. You just tipped. You know what I mean? And they get, they get promoted and you don't. And then you wonder, and then you get, who, who do you get mad at, angry at? At God. When really... He didn't mess up. The other people just did what they were supposed to do. It's really you messed up. But you got mad at God and took it out on somebody else. Is that right? There's a lot of Christians that are angry with the Lord. You know, throughout the Psalms, David expresses his anger and frustration with God from time to time. Have you ever noticed that? Now, when you raised your hand a while ago about being angry with the Lord, you're in good company. David would get angry with the Lord from time to time. But he didn't let his anger get in the way of his relationship with God. Did you hear what I just said? Folks, listen. Don't shut me off now. Listen. This is some of the best stuff here now that I'm saying. I'm going to talk on just a few more minutes, but listen. David got angry with the Lord. Now, did God deserve it? No. Did he still get, was he human? Did he still get angry? Yes. But here's the thing we need to learn from David. Even though he got angry with the Lord from time to time and became frustrated with the Lord from time to time, he never let his anger get in the way of his relationship with God. Did you hear what I just said there now? That's so important. I feel impressed of the Spirit to say it again. David, from time to time, would get frustrated and angry with God, even though God didn't deserve it. He, he, he got angry with the Lord. But he never let his anger get in the way of his relationship with God. Did you hear what I just said? And there's lots of Christians who let that anger get in the way of their relationship with the Lord. Some ultimately walk away from the Lord, but most don't. Most live their lives just frustrated and that, that under, under the, you know what I mean? Just that un, under the level, just kind of angry with the Lord and they live their whole lives that way and they never get to walk in the fullness of anything that God has or enjoy anything because ultimately there was an unanswered prayer from years ago or, a, or this didn't go right or God didn't do what you thought he should do here or he didn't do what you thought he should do there or whatever. Did you hear what I just said? Huh? Did you hear what I just said? And it never gets resolved and, and it's never talked about and so what happens? That builds into bitterness towards the Lord. And, and there's a lot of Christians hold a grudge against the Lord. For things ultimately they did, they goofed up themselves. Right? 
So don't let that anger get in the way of your relationship with God. Come on, let's go to Psalms 13 real fast. I, this is helping people today. I, it's helping me. I, I trust it's helping you. Psalms 13, verse 1. Let's read just a few of these. David, angry with the Lord. Let's, let's, read, let's see what he was angry about, and then let's see how he, how he wound up or how he finished, finished the, the anger session. Psalms 13, verse 1. How long, O Lord, will you forget me? How long, O Lord, has anybody ever How long, Lord, am I going to have to endure this? Has anybody ever said that beside how long? How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? Huh? How long will you hide your face from me? Where are you at, God? Doesn't, where are you hiding? Huh? How long? He was waiting for something, wasn't he? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Those people don't even love you as much as I do, Lord, and and you're exalting them, and, and, and I'm just right here, and it doesn't look like I've advanced. It looks like I'm going backwards. Huh? Don't sit there and look so holy like that. We've probably all been with him. Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. You know, I'll put it in my words. Would you listen to me, God? Enlighten my eyes, lest I sleep the death of sleep. Lest my enemy say, I have prevailed against him. Lest those who trouble me rejoice when I am moved. He was angry, wasn't he? And asked some of the same questions we ask. But look how he winds up. He doesn't let this get in the way of his relationship with the Lord. He says, but I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Isn't that wonderful? He was angry, but he didn't let that anger get in the way of his relationship with the Lord. Look at Psalms 35, verse 17. Just read a couple of these here. Psalms 35, 17. Do you have it? Lord, David again, how long will you look on? In other words, Lord, how long are you going to just sit up there on your throne and watch this go on before you do something? Rescue me from their destructions, my precious life from the lions. Rescue me, God. These people are just coming against me on every side and you're just letting them take their shots at me and it looks like you're just sitting up there on your throne doing nothing. But notice verse 18. I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. What do we learn here? He was angry, but he didn't let that anger get in the way of his relationship with the Lord. Psalm 42, verse 9. Come on, go there quickly. Psalm 42, verse 9. Now this starts out pretty good. I will say to God my rock, Why have you forgotten me? I wonder, has any of us ever said that? 
Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? I wonder how many of us in here have ever said this. Lord, I prayed that prayer and you didn't answer. Now, now, now let's, let's, let's really get at this how, it, how, you know, I'm being pretty blatant up here, but a lot of times, you know, when I'm saying this, Lord, how long are you going to let this go on? Why didn't you answer my prayer? Now, a lot of us don't say it that way. But let's say it another way, which is just, it's the same thing. It's just, Lord, I just, I prayed and I just, and you didn't answer that. I just, you didn't answer. We prayed, we believed for this and it didn't happen. Well, you're not saying it as demonstrative as, Lord, why didn't you answer my prayer? But really, you're saying the same thing. Lord, you know, or you go to talk to somebody, you know, you know, we prayed about that. And it just, it just didn't happen the way we prayed. I just don't understand that. Now you might not be being as slamming your hand, but you're just you're just as angry when you get right down to the root of it. You're just not slamming your hand on a podium. I'm I'm kind of getting where all of us live, huh? Angry with the Lord. Yeah, but but we prayed and believed, and it didn't happen the way we prayed and believed. Well, there's a couple of things. I'll help you right now, real quick. Maybe you prayed wrong. But here's something else that we don't look at. And it goes right along with what I said a moment ago. God may not have answered that the way you wanted him to. Because he can see down the road and he's got your best interest at heart. And so you're angry with him now, but maybe in a two years from now and you look back, you won't be angry with him. You say, Lord, thank you. Amen. Huh? Did you hear what I just said? Oh, listen to what we're saying here. Anyway, he goes on, verse 10, As with the breaking of my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say to me all day long, Where is your God? Lord, they're asked, they want my enemies want to know where you're at, and I want to know where you're at. Where are you at? Why don't you show up and do something? <laughs> but notice verse 11. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. See, he doesn't let his anger get in his relationship with the Lord, get in the way of his relationship with the Lord. But many Christians do let it get in the way. And, and they may not walk away from God. They may not quit attending church. Some, sometimes they, they will quit attending church. But so oftentimes they just continue on. But it's never, it's never smooth between them and God the way it needs to be. Did you hear what I just said? You become more and more distant from God. Let me tell you this, deal with that anger that you have toward the Lord or anybody else. Deal with it in its infancy before it grows into something really harmful to you. It's ultimately that anger, it tears us up, doesn't it? Ultimately. Let's end in Ephesians chapter 4. Let's end here. 
Let's conclude right here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Right where we started. We'll, we'll, we'll end up right where we started. Ephesians, but I think we accomplished something in the meantime, don't you? Ephesians 4, 26. What does it say? Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger or on your wrath or your anger. What does that tell us? In other words, it's telling us don't hold on to this anger Don't let it go any longer until sunset. Is that right? Deal with it now. Before the sun goes down, deal with it. Because if you don't, what is verse 27 saying? If you don't deal with that anger now, today, before the sun goes down, verse 27 says you're going to do what? Give place to the devil. I want to tell you something. When you start asking God, listen... God, where are you? Where are you? Why, 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 where are you at? Why aren't you helping me? See, if we don't shift gears right away and, and begin to praise him and thank him, then guess who's going to come in and start talking to us? The devil. He'll start with those thoughts. Yeah, the Lord didn't show up, did he? Yeah, he didn't bless you like he blessed so-and-so. And the devil will start running his mouth. Is that right? And so on. So if you don't deal with that anger before the sun goes down, you're going to give place to who? The devil. Then verse 31 says this. Let all. Real loud say let all. all. One more time. Let all. all. So does all mean all? Let all bitterness, wrath. What's that next one? Anger. Anger, clamor, and evil speaking be what? Be Put away from you with all malice. So you have to let that anger be put away from you. You've got to put it away. When do you have to do it? Tomorrow? No, before the sun goes down. Because if you don't, you're going to give place to who? The devil. Let all anger be put away from you. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even God in Christ forgave you. Did you get anything out of this? I don't need the altar workers up here today. Just everybody stand with me. Let's just obey the scripture right now. And then we'll be dismissed. Praise God. Just bow your heads right where you're at. I don't need the music today. Thank you very much. That's fine. Thank you. I just don't need it today. But thanks anyway. Heads bowed. Eyes closed. Right where you're at there. Maybe you're listening to this over the internet. Right where you're at. You've heard this today. You've heard, you've heard it. I don't need to repeat it all again. You've heard it. The Bible says we need to let anger be put away. So if you're here today or listening on the internet and this is ministered to you and you said, hey, yeah, there is, there is some anger There's some anger that I have towards so-and-so. Well, look at yourself. Maybe so-and-so's been blessed because they did something in faith and they did something in line with the Word of God and maybe you didn't. And the anger that you've had towards so-and-so, maybe you should have been angry with yourself all these years. But nonetheless, it's time to put that anger away. Anger that you've had toward God. 
And it's so subtle. A lot of times people are angry with God, they don't even know it. But perhaps this message today has been able to unveil some of that. And, and really this anger that you had, it's really been toward God. And it's time to put that away. And it can be put away. Let's put it away. We've given place to the devil long enough in this area. Let's put it away so that our relationship with God can be all that it's supposed to be. So say say this right now. Say, Dear God in heaven, my gracious heavenly Father, according to your word, I judge anger for what it is. And right now, I put that anger away. I put it under the blood of Jesus. Forgive me, O God, for being angry. I know you've done nothing wrong. The wrong's been with me. Forgive me. And that anger has now been put away. And now I'll walk on in life. Giving you praise and honor and glory. Worshiping you. Blessing you. And walking close to you. Unhindered. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, turn to somebody, tell them you've put away anger, and you're dismissed. God bless you.